Last minute escapes. In the sun? What is the best airline? Or oh, the worst airline? What happens if my flight is delayed? Or cancelled? Would I be put on a new flight? Or would I be refunded? What if it takes me days to get home? Hmm, benefits of a UK staycation. When life gives you questions, get answers at which.co.uk. When life gives you questions, which get answers. Welcome to the Witch Money Podcast, your weekly hit of money news and personal finance hacks to help make you better off. I'm your host, Lucia Ariano, and here's what's coming up this week. I think when it comes to investing, if you are considering it, it is a very good consideration. You know, as we're seeing, things are changing so quickly in our economy that it is really good to plan for the longer term and try and find ways to help your money grow. The thing is, ISAs have sort of lost their shine in recent years um, because of the introduction of something called the Personal Savings Allowance. This week on the podcast, we've assembled a top team to explore why now is the time to act to make the most of your savings. With predictions that rates will fall in the coming year, we'll be discussing the best deals around right now and how to get them. And to do all of this, I'm delighted to say that joining me in the studio is podcast regular and the editor of Which Money magazine, Jenny Ross, and making her debut on the podcast, it's the brilliant Kia Commodore. Hello, both. Hello. Well, thank you both so much for joining us today. And to begin with, Kia, so you're the founder of Penny to pounds podcast website social accounts so much but for any of our listeners not yet familiar with all of your work do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do absolutely i as you mentioned i'm the founder of a platform called pennies to pounds which i created to help educate people on personal finance in a simple and jargon free manner i think there's so much jargon exactly so much going on and i want to just simplify it for everyone to understand how they can better manage their money uh, when it comes to saving investing everything in between Well, it's so, so good to have you on the show today to get deep into savings. And Jenny, shall we start off then? We've been closely monitoring savings rates and deals over the last year, and now really feels like the time to act, doesn't it? Well, it does, if if you haven't already, because I'm sure there will be plenty of listeners out there who jumped at all of the amazing deals that have been on the market in, yeah, the past year especially. But for those of you who have been a bit slow on the uptake, or who maybe think it's, you know, time for another sort of savings spring clean... The best savings deals have already started to disappear, I'm afraid. And that trend really is set to continue. Um, It's all to do with the base rate, um, which climbed sharply between going back to December 2021 and and August 2023. It climbed all the way from 0.1% up to 5.25%. Now, as we all know, what that meant is it created havoc for mortgage borrowers, really. So Mm. many of whom will have seen their repayments surge overnight. But the flip side is that savers have benefited from much better rates than they have done in years and years and years. But I think we've really hit the peak. And I think we Mm. saw that last summer. we probably would have mentioned it on the podcast, NSNI came out there with a blockbusting one-year fixed rate of 6.2%. We did mention that one. Yeah, everyone got very excited about that. But I think, you know, we probably had an inkling at the time that that, that was the top. Um, mm. And ever since then, it has been it has been slowing down, really. So um, there are some figures that, that back this up. If you look at data from Money Facts, the average one-year fixed rate bond um, fell to 5.13% at the start of December. 
December uh, from 5.36% at the start of November. That might not sound huge, but apparently it's actually the biggest month-on-month fall since February 2009. Really? Um, and you've, you're seeing similar falls in, um, in the instant access rate market as well. So basically, I don't think that's going to reverse anytime soon. I think we've seen the best we're going to get. And now it's a question of just grabbing those rates before they start sliding even further. Well, you mentioned a few just there, Jenny. Kia, can we talk a bit more about the different types of savings accounts? What other things our listeners should take into account when weighing up what type of savings account to go for? Absolutely. As we heard from Jenny, you know, a big thing is what you're going to get back. So that's your interest rates. What does that look like? But when you come to pick an account for yourself, you need to understand what are your goals for your money? Mm -hmm. Because that is going to determine what account you pick. For example, you've got an easy access savings account, which is a savings account where you can put money in and you can pretty much take it out as and when you need. There's no notice that needs to be given you can take it out when you need to access that money. However, on the flip side, you have things called like notice accounts where you need to give notice to the bank or the provider that you want to take out money. Typically, that notice period is around 30 days, but it could be as high as 180 days. So if you are someone who's using that account for something like an emergency fund, that might not be the best account Mm -hmm. to opt for because, you know, you might need it ASAP and having to give notice doesn't fall into that. There's also things like fixed rate accounts, which is usually when you put your money in and that is fixed for a period of time, whether that's the interest rates and the money that's in there is fixed for a period of time, tend to have higher interest rates in general compared to the other accounts that we've mentioned. But again, all that comes back to what are your goals, what you're trying to achieve with your money and how quickly will you need to access that money when you come to get it. And Jenny, we're coming up to the end of the tax year. Do you want to give ISAs a mention here as well? Yeah, that's definitely a consideration when thinking about the type of account to go for. So as Kia says, you know, broadly speaking, you've got two um, categories of savings accounts. You've got your instant access and you've got your fixed, mm-hmm. um, fixed term accounts. And that applies for ISAs as well. So ISAs, are basically a, t- a tax-free savings account. They work in exactly the same way as an ordinary savings account, but you um, have a limit of £20,000. Um, and within that um, wrapper is what it's often known as, your money can grow completely tax-free. The thing is, ISAs have sort of lost their shine in recent years um, because of the introduction of something called the personal savings allowance. And what that means is you can earn up to £1,000 a year in interest, completely tax-free if you are a basic rate taxpayer or £500 a year if you are a higher rate taxpayer. And that's basically just meant that ISAs are not really quite as attractive as they Mm. used to be because many people can just pay into an ordinary savings account. They don't need to worry about about paying tax, Um, especially, you know, going back a couple of years ago when rates on savings accounts were so low, you're not going to touch that threshold. But now that rates are obviously higher, it is something that more people are having um, having to factor in. So if you do think you might exceed those personal savings allowances, then an ISA should be your first port of call. Um, the, the caveat is that unfortunately the rates are typically lower than, than on ordinary savings accounts, but obviously that's offset if, if you're going to protect yourself from a tax bill. So ba- you know, based on like the, the top easy access rate at the moment of about 5%, you'd be looking at meeting that personal savings allowance threshold once you've got about £10,000 saved if you are a higher rate taxpayer or about 20 k saved if you're a basic tax payer. So a basic tax payer. Um, so yeah, just something to bear in mind. And you mentioned 5% there. Do you want to take us through some of the top deals available right now? So first of all, before we get stuck into the rates, uh, what I'd really like listeners to to go away with, the sort of key message here is that 
you are more likely to get a better deal if you branch out from the big name banks, from the high street mm. banks. If you're one of those people who've just been loyal to your high street bank, you've had the same current account since you're a student, you've Don't opened do all your savings <laughs> Don't do it. Come on. Like it's t- time to wean yourself off them because challenger banks, building societies, smaller providers who you probably haven't heard of before, that is where the best returns are to be found. And just because you're not familiar with the name doesn't mean they're any less sort of safe. I guess that's a big consideration for people. Can you trust that brand? But yeah, as long as that savings provider um, is you know regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority, um, it has protection under the Financial Services Compensation Scheme, then you and your money are protected in the event of that provider going bust. Um, so really just be driven by where you're going to get the best rate. Mm-hmm. Don't be loyal to a provider if you're going to if you're going to miss out on that extra cash. Because yeah, just looking at the the easy access rates on offer by the big name banks, all of those are you know sort of a maximum of 2% and some mm. of them are way below, you know, talking about 1.4% in one case. Um, but if you if you look beyond that, you could get up to around 5%. So that's that's Such a really a meaningful difference, difference, isn't it? It is. Yeah. So, I mean, just to give you specifics, so Paragon Bank at the moment is top of the easy access table. Not it one I've paying, heard of. Right, exactly. Case in point. So it is paying 5.05% um, interest on a minimum of £1,000 deposit. So as long as you've got a Grand to, to put away, um, you can you can benefit from it. The only catch, if you like, is that you have to open and manage it online. But that's often the way with with, mm-hmm. with the better better deals out there. There is that slight um, trade off. And then um, if you are in a position to tie your money up for a year, you can benefit from an even higher rate. So at the moment, top of that table is Investec Bank, which is paying 5.3%. Um, but there is a minimum £5,000 deposit requirement. And again, it's you know it's one that you're going to open and manage online. So as long as you're comfortable doing that, shop around um, and yeah, snap up those top top deals. Um, a, bit, a bit of a sort of um, caveat here as well. You know, normally longer bonds will pay higher interest so you, you know you'd be better off with a five-year bond than a one-year bond for example that's not the case at the moment because I think of how providers are looking into the future and seeing mm. that the base rate is you know likely to come down in the not too distant future so they don't want to commit to paying those higher rates that they can't maintain so the top five-year bonds at the moment will pay around 4.5 percent as opposed to over five percent on a one-year bond so just something to bear in mind but if you want that certainty of having the higher rate for longer, Mm. then it might be worth it for you, especially, you know, with a base rate likely to be going down. And what about current accounts then? Because in some cases, you can earn more interest from a current account than a savings account. It feels bonkers, doesn't it? And what kind of accounts are we talking about here? Current accounts should definitely be seen as part of a saver's toolkit. You know, many of them do pay interest on on your balance. I'd be slightly cautious in saying, oh, they're, they're, you know, they're better than savings account. In fact, looking at rates at the moment, you haven't really got many that can that can match up. You've got N- Nationwide's Flex Direct account. Yeah, it does pay five percent, um, but it's the caveat is that that's only on balances up to fifteen hundred pounds, and it only lasts for a year. So it can be quite good if you're getting into the savings habit, right here. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you're just wanting to dip in and um, yeah, get get into that sort of disciplined mindset, but. 
a lot of them you're not gonna you're not gonna make as much as, as you would on an equivalent sort of easy access savings account. Um, Crew Bank is an interesting one that pays four point three five percent on balances up to five hundred thousand pounds actually. So that's that's really generous. <laughs> Although um, you know the, the, there is the FSCS limit of eighty five thousand pounds. So do, do do bear that in mind. I think for me where, where current accounts really come into their own is is where they offer preferential rates to existing customers that you might not be able to to get otherwise. So Nationwide um, has a regular saver that pays 8%, which is quite like an attention-grabbing headline, but like Mm. all regular savers, it caps the amount you can pay in every month. So you can only pay in £200, um, which means you'll earn around £100 in interest after a year if if, if you pay in that maximum. So yeah, current accounts definitely have a a, a part to play, but you should compare Mm. them alongside ordinary savings accounts, right, Kia? Absolutely, absolutely agree. Well, after a quick break, we'll be back with more, including what the recently announced premium bond prize cut means for savers. More after this. It's Grace here to tell you all about our new podcast at Which. It's called Get Answers and you can listen now on whatever platform you like. Me and co-host Harry will be with you every other Monday with episodes dropping each fortnight as we help you solve life's everyday problems. Whether it's getting the most from your weekly shop finding travel hacks to save on your family holiday, or simply learning the tricks that make your everyday life easier. And we'll be joined by the very best experts too. Just search Get Answers and subscribe so that you can catch our episodes as soon as they drop. Now, Kia, can we look ahead a bit now and talk about what we're expecting to happen to rates in the coming year? So inflation seems to be going in the right direction. We're recording this just before the December figure is announced. But in the year to November, it had fallen to 3.9%, quite a drop. So does this mean the Bank of England will now start to cut the base rate? Kia, what do you think and what would this mean for our finances? So I think it's always good to preface and just give a reminder of what inflation means. So mm-hmm. inflation is the cost of goods and services in our economy and how fast those prices are Rising. So mm. it's always worth noting that when we see inflation rates go down, it doesn't mean that prices are going down. It means mm-hmm. that they're rising at a slower rate, which That's is true. good. You know, if you've gone into the supermarket, I've seen things go up in price. That means that those prices are rising at a slower rate. Mm. When we look at the Bank of England, they always try to keep a target rate of 2%, which they're currently over, you know, it's 3.9% mm. in November. So there's speculation. They haven't confirmed that they're going to do anything yet, but it might be likely that they're going to cut rates, which... You know, when we look at that for savers, as we heard from Jenny, you know, the rates, we've seen the peak now. Mm. So if you are looking to grab those deals, it might be worthwhile doing it now. But if we go back to just inflation when it comes to our savings, um, sorry, our finances in general, um, inflation coming down means that businesses are making more money. There's probably more employment opportunities. If you are looking to get your your salaries up, you're probably having a better experience of that your employer is trying mm. to get more money so it's good in that sense however it depends on what angle you're coming from when it comes to your finances and can we have a quick note on mortgages jenny what could this mean for mortgages given what's happening to rates or what might happen for the for the rest of the year well we've, we've already seen major lenders start to, to start to cut their mortgage rates and there's also a bigger choice of products on the market now so all of that they're really positive signs for for you know what has been a really challenging period um, for borrowers over the past couple of years. So at the moment, the average two-year fixed mortgage rate is 5.76%, and the average five-year fixed deal stands at 5.37%. There are cheaper deals available. The, 
that those are averages. So yeah, the message is if you are remortgaging, really shop around, like, you know, lean on your mortgage advisor, mm-hmm. just make sure you're, you're, you're scanning the whole of the market. Um, yes, you know, as I've just said, five-year fixed at the moment are priced more competitively, but you've really got to weigh up is, you know, is it worth looking into a deal that lasts that long? Um, if rates fall more quickly than expected, then you might be locking yourself out of the biggest savings. Mm. Um, so it's, it's, it's a tricky time. I mean, it looks like things are heading in the right direction, but I think it's fair to say that rates aren't going to come down for, for mortgage borrowers as quickly as they went up, unfortunately. Mm. And I should say we'll be dedicating a full episode to the property market in the weeks to come. So do keep an eye out for that on the feed. But back to savings. So, and given these good rates won't be around much longer, what are your options once they start to fall? Jenny, can we give premium bonds a quick mention here? These have always been popular, but like many savings providers, NSNI has recently announced a cut to the prize rate. What does that actually mean? Premium bonds are a slightly strange beast in the savings landscape in that they they don't pay interest. Um, They have instead what's known as a prize fund rate, which is basically... I guess, a way that they can be vaguely comparable with other savings products on the market. Um, and what's happening from March is that that is being cut from 4.65% to 4.4%. It basically describes the annual average prize payout, like what's what's in that pot that you can win every month in the prize draw. What's, what's good to know is that the odds of any £1 bond number winning a prize will remain the same, so that's 21,000 to 1. Um, but basically the total value of prizes and the number of prizes that are, that are up for grabs will go down um, from March. There, there will still be two £1 million jackpot prizes up for grabs every month but every prize value beneath that will will shrink slightly so so to give you an example you know from march's draw instead of there being 91 prizes worth a hundred thousand pounds there will now be 85 so yeah things are just shrinking ever so slightly um and that's sort of in line with how the savings market is going anyway it's also to do with how nsni works it's a government-backed institution um that has fundraising targets it's already surpassed that because you know as we at the top it had this really blockbusting rate it was offering a few months ago and savers absolutely flocked to it um so premium bonds are slightly less um attractive as th- than they were but they're still widely popular you know they've been around since the 1950s mm. they're still um yeah still millions and millions of people have them but the, th- the thing to remember is yes you can win you've, you've got the chance to win a million pounds in the prize draw but you could also win absolutely nothing, mm-hmm. you know, over the course of a year, maybe several years winning nothing. Whereas um, you know, ordinary savings accounts, you've got that guaranteed interest rate. And Keir, is there anything you'd like to add? You know, where do you sit with the premium bonds? Because as Jenny says, there's obviously a little bit of luck involved or quite a lot of luck. <coughs> do you think they're worth it? I think when it comes to premium bonds, like you mentioned, they're very different to savings accounts but I think they're worthwhile having a look at mm-hmm. I think when it comes to saving you know we want to get the best rates and that's always top of our list but you know if you can if you do have that money that you probably could put into premium bonds you never know what you could win mm-hmm. and the odds you know people say you know you play the lottery the odds are way different you've got way better odds when it comes to premium bonds um, but again like, you might not want to put all your life savings into premium bonds you might just want to kind of pick and choose how much goes into premium bonds and then put the rest into a higher rate savings account like we mentioned in this episode well, just before we close up, Ben, today, can we touch on one more thing? It, it is a big topic, but I think we can cram it into to the, the last part of the show. Um, Kia, I was actually listening to your Beginner's Guide to Investment episode on your podcast this morning, actually. Super insightful, way too much to cram into one question. But, you know, what would you say to any of our listeners considering investing? How would you recommend starting out? 
I think when it comes to investing, if you are considering it, it is a very good consideration. You know, as we're seeing, things are changing so quickly in our economy that it is really good to plan for the longer term and try and find ways to help your money grow. But first and foremost, before you dive into the deep end and start mm-hmm. investing with mm-hmm. no knowledge, go and do your research. Figure out what is it you want to do because depending on your goals, like with saving, it will dictate what you invest in. Mm-hmm. So go and have a research. There are things like we mentioned ISAs. The Stocks and Shares ISA is also a very good place to have a look at and to start. You also benefit from that tax-free wrapper that we mentioned and the £20,000 a year per tax year that, um, where you're able to get those gains. So do your research, have a look at what you want to invest in. You know, is it individual stocks? Is it funds? Um, and then if you do have someone that you can lean on, like a financial advisor, get that guidance first before you throw all your life savings into there because with anything, like with investing, things can go up, but that's great, but they could also go down. So you need to make sure that you're making an informed decision when you come to invest your money. Well, it's been so brilliant to have you both on the show today. Before we say goodbye, Kia, do you want to just remind our listeners where they can find you? Yes, if you want to find more about Pennies to Pounds, we are on everything. It's just <laughs> pennies, I-E-S, two pounds on all socials and our website and podcast. Uh, well, a huge thank you to you both for coming on the show today. Thank you. Thanks again to Jenny and Keir for coming on the show and to you for listening to this week's episode of the Witch Money Podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please do hit subscribe to make sure you catch our new episodes as soon as they drop. For daily money news and advice, you can find us on social media at Witch Money and online at witch.co.uk forward slash money. And we also have a free money newsletter, which is delivered to your inbox every Monday. To sign up, visit witch.co.uk forward slash money newsletter. This episode of the Witch Money Podcast was written and presented by me, Lucia Ariano, produced by me and Rob Lilly-Jones and edited by James. Are you wondering if you can get a better mortgage deal and you're not sure where to start? Whether you're a first-time buyer or you're looking to remortgage, we're here to help you get answers. Just head to witch.co.uk for expert advice. Scammers are stealing hundreds of millions of pounds every year. They bombard us with fraudulent texts, emails and calls. And what's more, their tactics are getting increasingly sinister. To keep across the latest scams, sign up to our free Scam Alert service to help you stay ahead of the latest scams and protect yourself. Go to witch.co.uk forward slash scam alert dash newsletter. That's witch.co.uk forward slash scam alert dash newsletter. Thank you. Thank you.